It's already September and I've been taking my time doing these episodes. Um, I know I'm not being greeting one every week because uh, this is a journey and I want to really take the time to share and be very strategic in terms of the flow of all this process. And I'm hoping that you guys are going to be learning a lot and you're going to be evolving with me. The name of this episode is Resilience 2.020. I have a very special guest today that I am honored to say that he's one of my mentors. And on this note, I want to let you know that I'm going to have a special episode just dedicated to talk about mentorship. Like I really want to make a parenthesis and talk about all the differences between mentorship and coaching and how to even provide some suggestions in terms of how to build your network and how to create new connections. But that's a lot of material. So yeah, I will have to create, you know, actually two different episodes, one about mentoring and one about coaching. Let me talk about my special guest. His name is Jed Meyer. He's currently working at Ubiquity, where he's leading the North American business. Ubiquity is a leading independent marketing and media consultancy. Jed has had a broad range of leadership experience across buy, sell, and technology companies in the media ecosystem, having worked at Google, Univision Communications, Omnicon Media Group, and Nielsen. Jed is active in many industry organizations, serving on the board of directors for the Advertising Research Foundation, where he was past chair, and he has been a member of the Media Ratings Council, Coalition for Innovative Media Measurement, and the Council for Research Excellence. In the community, Jed is a regular volunteer with New York Cares and the Holy Apostles Soup Kitchen, and is a member of the board of managers for the Prospect Bar YMCA, where he was past chair. I got the opportunity to work with Jed during his time at Univision Communications. Since I met Jed, I admire not only his experience and knowledge about the industry, but also that he would open my mind to a high-level perspective of the project or the situations that I was facing, and that was crucial for my evolution as a leader. He is a very humble leader, and I appreciate that, and I will never forget because when I asked him to be my mentor, he was a senior leader. He said yes and always make the time for me. That's very important when you're looking for a mentor. And I'm going to share another phrase that I follow, especially these days when we talk about leadership. I really truly believe that a leader does not create followers. A true leader creates other leaders. Resilience 2.020. When you hear Jad, you're going to understand why we are talking about resilience and specifically why I named it 2.020. Enjoy. What are the key skills that leaders like you are actually looking right now, uh, especially considering that we're in a, this uncertain pandemic time? Yeah. Yeah, Juana, first of all, thank you so much for having me today. It's great to be with you uh, and to share some some thoughts on these really interesting topics. Um, so I think first and foremost, it's really important to know that there are some companies that are hiring right now, right? So it's not, you know, I know it can feel like the, all the headlines are so dark and gloomy and, uh, you know, there's different companies announcing cutbacks and restructurings, uh, but there are companies that are hiring. Uh, my company is one of them, right, where we had a couple open positions, which were super critical. And we're like, we, we really need to make sure uh, we, we, you know, have our core people involved uh, and recruited for, for those types of roles. Uh, so even during uncertain times, there are companies that are hiring. So as a hiring manager, to answer your question, 
one of the things I look for is obviously first and foremost, the core skills that a person has, right? You know, when you're applying for a job, do you have the skills that they're stating in the job description that, that they're seeking? So you just make sure you've got that. That's kind of like table stakes, start with that. And then beyond that, the things that I look for are sort of adaptability, which is, you know, always think about like, you know, being flexible and look, the core job, the outline is this, but there may be other projects. There may be, you know, times we need to pivot. I mean, right now during the pandemic, you you know, if you've heard it once, you've heard it a hundred times that companies are pivoting a lot, you know, with products, with how they go to market, with, uh, you know, just lots of different things that they're thinking about from a management point of view. So I think that adaptability is really critical. And number two, it's having what is known as a growth mindset. And it's very related to adaptability, but it's kind of, uh, you know, the idea that you're going to, you know, we're always growing and learning and, and, you know, the companies that I work with and work for and the teams that I lead, I always try to make sure that's a key plank is that everybody in the team has their core job, core skills they have to do. But I look for people with a growth mindset so that you get an idea, okay, does this person want to grow into this other type of role, into this adjacency, into this other product we might be you know, looking to roll out? And so I think by having those three things, core skills, adaptability, and a growth mindset, you're going to present yourself attractively to a, a hiring manager. Very good, very good. No, I totally understand that part. And thank you for sharing that positivity, which is nice, right? Yes, people are hiring out there. Now, how can job seekers differentiate uh, from the rest? Because, yeah, right now there's a lot of competition out there. Many people are applying, right? I'm sure for the positions that your company were looking for, I'm sure have like a thousand or more people applying for one specific job. So what can we do? when we're looking for a job, right? What is it gonna, besides what you already talked about, you talk about adaptability, but in terms like, what is gonna make you, you see a resume or something, you know, other cover letter, any other application tools, what is gonna make you that is, you're gonna stand out and you're gonna be, okay, let me call them or let me reach right. out. Right, uh, I, I, think, I think it's a really good question. I think it's hard, right? There are a lot of applications for lots of different jobs, um, you know, and so I think the, the most important thing you can do is just put your best foot forward, right? Is like, look, your skills are what your skills are. You know, if you are a research analyst, you know, then don't try to pass yourself off as being, you know, a salesperson. And if you're a salesperson, don't try to pass yourself off as a newscaster. I mean, and it's a silly analogy, but the idea is that you got to know and you should be looking at jobs where you have a demonstrated ability you know, to, to, to do the job, right? And from a differentiation point of view, I think it's hard to do, but you really want to look for opportunities to connect with people, to do your homework. Like, you know, what I think one of the things I look for is people, when I talk to them, they know something about my company. You know, I work for Ubiquity. Ubiquity is not a household name in America, right? We do uh, media benchmarking, we do analytics, we do technology consulting. It's a really neat company. We have really interesting products and really good clients that we work with. But if I'm talking to someone in an interview and they don't, it's clear they haven't looked up our company's core values or read a little bit about our management team or maybe read a recent case study, then it, it, sometimes it's obvious in the interview that they haven't done those kind of things. It, 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 it that's, doesn't help your candidacy, right? So I'd say number one is, is, is do your homework, right? 
And number two is just, you know, present yourself in the best light that you can. You know, you obviously have to be truthful about what your accomplishments are, um, where your growth opportunities or your development opportunities are. Um, and just, you know, just try to make a connection during that time, however brief it might be on that interview. So that hopefully if it's, there's multiple rounds of an interview that, you know, you, you'll get to you know keep advancing and talk to more people in the process and whatnot. The third thing is is just sort of follow up. And it's a small thing, right? But you know, one of the things you can do if you had a connection is is do a brief email, you know, just to say thank you for the time. And it's always helpful to re refer to something maybe you talked about or maybe something you learned about the company in that interview so that you can say, dear Miss Hiring Manager, dear Mr. Hiring Manager, you know, thank you for your time on Tuesday. I enjoyed hearing about Acme XYZ. And I think that my skills would really help you achieve your goals, you know, something to that effect, right? Mm -hmm. And look, following up is not going to ensure you get the job, which is nice to do. It's a nice way to have another touch point into the company. And then let's say it's a job where you have multiple rounds of interviews. Just keep doing your homework about your company, right? I'm a researcher at heart. And so whenever I'm uh, interviewing at companies or being interviewed, I just try to do my homework, try to study up who are the people I'm you know, going to be talking to. Are there other people? How can I learn more about this company, right? And so I think that's helpful because obviously you want to get a job. But you also want to make sure the job is a good fit for you and that you're going to be happy in the job and that you're going to be successful in the job, right? It's, so one, I think the last thing I'd sort of end with is, again, a, a note of optimism and positivity that, you know, it's important. I know it's a hard time to be in between. I have a lot of friends that I've talked to that are in various stages of employment or underemployment or, or you know, having get, gotten let go and things like that. Just as much as you can, try to, uh, you know, uh, be resilient. Try to take it one day at a time that, you know, uh, you know, uh, stay optimistic that you will find something. Uh, and, and just keep plugging away at it. It's not simple. I'm, I'm not trying to minimize how hard it is to be out in the market right now. I know it is. Um, but it, as much as you can try to maintain positivity uh, and, and, you know, like I said, one day at a time, just not getting too far into the future, just deal with what you're doing, you know, today, the opportunity that's in front of you today. Uh, and, I, you know, I hope that that is helpful to your listeners in terms of what they're thinking about. Yes, yes, no, absolutely. And thank you. Thank you for that. Now that we're actually, you know, talking into this and I love your answers, I thought about something else that I would mm. like to ask. Yeah. Because I'm going through that process, right? And I think one of the, I would say, mental blocks that I get sometimes is just because, you know, I get laid off. You wonder how people really perceive, you know, what, what's the perception? Yeah that are actually having you know of me being laid off so i don't know in your case like when you have a candidate does it like what do you think in terms of like being in this pandemic right yeah I, honestly i wouldn't i wouldn't think about that too much if i were you um so many people i've been laid off right I, i'm a managing director of a company right now i've been laid off it's happened to me when it happened to me my wife told me of course i you know it's hard to take why did this happen right and my wife said, Jed, how many people do you know? And I thought about all the people I know. And then she said, how many people do you know that have gotten laid off in their lives? And I was like, oh my God, so, like, so many people, 
right? And so it happens. I don't want to say it happens to everybody because it doesn't happen to every single person, but it happens a lot. It's happening a lot right now in this environment, right, where companies are are facing a lot of headwinds and challenges, and so you know that they have to take you know actions around their cost base and stuff like that. Um, so I would try to put that out of your mind as much as possible. I think you need to explain it. You need to be able to explain this is what happened, right? And then you need to move on with that. And that's honestly, as a hiring manager, that's all that I ever ask someone is like, well, what happened at XYZ company? Okay. They tell me, uh, you know, they might ask, did you learn something from it? Did you, you know, uh, you know, how did you take it? Uh, they usually don't really follow up that much. Maybe that might happen once or twice. Um, but I'd say broadly, they just want to understand what happened and, you know, and then, What's next? And so I think the watch out is that if you're feeling negativity towards your prior company or whatnot, you do not let that come through in the interview. Because the thing you don't want is someone who says, I got let go by this company and I'm really angry at blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If, if you feel that way, I totally understand that and you're, you're entitled to your feelings. But as a hiring manager, that would be a red flag of like, okay, you, you got to work through that before you, you come to work here or something like that. So I would, I would just caution that if you feel that way, that's when you need to tap into your support network. You need to talk through different communities that you might be able to talk through about why you feel the way you do it. It's, it's totally understandable that you feel it. It's almost like the, I think it's the seven stages of grief, right? You know, when you get laid off, you go through these different stages it's important. You've got to acknowledge it. But in an interview setting, you don't want that to come through. You want to try to be positive. You want to try to focus on what you learned from the situation. Again, I can tell you from my own personal experience that people have asked me about it. When I got laid off, I talked about it. I talk about the person, my hiring manager, the person who I worked for, she couldn't have been better. You know, She was great in that process. She was very humane. Um, I, 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 I say her name out loud to people that I'm talking to in the industry. And I'm like, I'm so appreciative that she handled it the way she did. And she was professional and I was professional and we managed that transition well. And I am appreciative of the time I had, you know, working there. And, and that's that. That's all you really have to say. You don't even have to say that. That's like a sort of extended version. But my point is, it's just, you know, all these things, you know, without sounding too, um, too much, too, uh, uh, psychological, these are all just learning experiences for all of us, right? And we're all on a different journey and a different path. And um, a good friend of mine just, just this week, uh, you know, called me and told me that he had lost his job. And he's a terrific guy. And, uh, you know, I've worked for him in the past and um, just really think highly of him. And, and I felt tremendous empathy for him. But I also was like, look, hopefully this works out for the best. I don't know what is in your future, but I know how talented you are. And uh, and and so hopefully that this is a short blip right into whatever his future life is, whatever he might be doing next. Right. Um, and so I think you just try got to try to approach it with that kind of mindset. Excellent. Very good. Now everybody gets to listen why you're one of my favorite mentors because you always have great advice <laughs> and you know exactly what to say when I when I really need that lift. So thank you so much for you know your insight on all this. I think that you know it's gonna stick completely not only with me with a lot of people that are actually you know in the same journey as me. And yeah, we just have to keep you know believing in ourselves and it's not the end of the world. You know something better will come out out of this and especially I can feel it already like you know we grow for sure yes we're growing yeah. it's part of it, 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 it the growth it's a growth mindset you grow through these sort of things 
a lot of the things you say sound cliched, but they, they're, they're cliches for a reason. You know, when one door closes, another one opens. You don't always know what that next door is going to be, right? And you just got to kind of go in with the best open-mindedness that you can that, oh, it might involve a move. It might involve a different industry. It might involve a different kind of, of company. Just be open-minded and try to learn from that and keep building, you know, your career and your experience. Thank yeah. you for the opportunity today, Juan. No, I really appreciate the time with no. you. I just want to add it for the rest of the listeners is that to really advise in getting mentors, you know, and really, you know, contact them. Because, for example, in your case, uh, in our case, when that happened to me, I remember, in, you know, you were one of the few people that I called first and, you know, explain what happened. And then after you have been following up with me, and that means a lot, even if it's yeah. just a quick text message and, you, you know, you get like, hey, how are you? That's yep. amazing from a mentor perspective, but also for the people that is being affected. So I really encourage everybody to to look for mentorship and uh, great people that, you know, will lift you during this hard time. Yeah, why don't we, you know, it's very important. Uh, we all have to be there for each other. This is hard for a lot of people. Some people who have jobs have other things. Maybe someone in their family got sick or, you know, everybody's got different challenges. We all have a lot of technology. I'm a big fan of technology, but relationships matter, right? And so being there for people just helps. Um, one of the first times I was in a company and there were people that were being, uh, you know, cut, you know, layoffs and cutbacks. Um, and, and someone said something. They said, you never know who's going to be there for you when you get laid off. It always surprises you. Sometimes the people you think are going to be there are not. And sometimes the most unexpected people are very helpful and whatnot. And that's, uh, you know, I think that's interesting. I've definitely, my experience since then has borne that out. And, you know, I always just try to think about it. How do you be the best, you know, person you can be to help someone who's in a time of need? And, you know, you know, God works in mysterious ways and that stuff always comes back around. Absolutely. I remember um, recently somebody was telling me about, we feel that like you're in a tunnel Yeah. right now. And the tunnel has an entrance and also has an exit, right? And sometimes it's going to get dark. It's going to be yeah. very dark. But you have to, you know, stay strong. And, and this is what I love because it really is related to what you said. Just light a match, mm. you know, and look around because you're not alone. You know, there are many other people, you know, crossing that tunnel. We're all in the same thing right now. And yeah. just look around and trying to light somebody's life. Yes. That's so really, that, I love it, right? That's great imagery, yeah. Because even us, you know, for whatever reason, we're struggling with whatever challenges, it's mm -hmm. really helpful. And it's a nice therapy to actually look around and help other people too. Absolutely. Yeah, and sometimes even just a text message, just an emoji smile. Yeah. I'm, I'm here, you know, I hope you're, you're okay. That makes so much, you know, means yeah. so much. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Ed. It's an honor always, you know, to talk to you. And okay. Likewise. Thank you for inviting me. For this information and take care. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Now you know why I named this episode Resilience. Before we end the episode, I want to give you an assignment. Since we're talking about resilience and also we're talking about that part of this uh, resilience is to grow, I want you to get out of your comfort zone. And I want you to try this, even if we're going to talk about it with more details and more tips. Let's just do a first attempt. And I want you to think about the company that you always wanted to work for. Yeah, your dream company. Go on LinkedIn, research the company. And I want you to connect with one person that works at this company. And before, obviously, do your research, as Jed said. 
So look into press releases, look into maybe any case studies that they have shared out there and just, you know, with a quick short message, mention something interesting that got your attention and try to connect with one person. Let's see what happens. I'll talk to you in episode five. Bye.